What's up, Braves country? This is the Braves Craze podcast. It's Sunday evening, February 21st, 2021. And last time we came to you, we were iced in. The ice has melted. Uh, It was 60 degrees today. We're getting springtime weather peeking at us now, and we're pretty excited. And with spring, also, as we know, comes spring training. Before we get started on our podcast today, if you will, give me a follow on Twitter at Dr. Braves. And if you will, subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcasting app, platform, or website. Uh, I mentioned spring training and and the camp, so I want to talk about a few arrivals already. As you know, pitchers and catchers have been here for a few days. Uh, Mike Soroka has been photographed and videoed coming to camp with some new longer hair. Uh, But one of the main things about Mike is the question is out, when will he be ready to go? Uh, Brian Snicker has made some comments uh, to the media already, and one was on Mike Soroka. Uh, He would not count out Mike Soroka for opening day, uh, but he also said he wasn't sure of the timeline either. So I'm just excited to have Mike Soroka back after that horrific Achilles injury uh, and the fact that he'll be ready at least pretty close to opening day or sometime in in spring is exciting to me. So having our ace, and arguably now uh, Max Fried's the ace, but Mike Soroka was right there, and those two guys have pushed each other uh, to be the one and two already. Uh, they also comment on that together and said they make each other better as well. So uh, thrilled for Mike Soroka to get him back in there and, and see what he can do for us this year. Uh, some other guys that have been coming to camp, we've seen some videos and pictures of Ronald Lacuna coming in with a new haircut. Uh, to go along with Mike Soroka with that longer haircut, Ronald has a shorter-looking haircut. Uh, looked to be in great shape as well. Ozzy Albee showed up early, and then Dansby Swanson is already there for sure of some, some guys of note that have already arrived at camp. So I, I want to switch gears and, and and talk about the outfield competition in a second. So we know that Marcelo Zuna is going to play outfield, probably left field on a daily basis. We know Ronald Acuna is going to play outfield on a regular basis, probably right field. Uh, so that leaves center field. And we've already kind of assumed that Christian Pache would be the guy uh, to come in and, and take that job and play center field this year. But listening to Coach Brian Snicker and our, our manager talk, uh, he made the comment that that Christian Pache is in the hunt for center field. So I, I realize as a manager, you've got to have the veteran thing going on and, and you've got to talk about, you know, the young kid and pushing the kid to get ready to play. Uh, but my question is, who's he in the hunt against? And you got to assume it's Ender Arte. If that is the case, I can't tell you how frustrated and angry I am to hear that Ender Arte is being considered to play at this point in time. This is the guy who could not make the playoff roster because he was so bad this past year. This is the guy who can't hit a lick and, frankly, has lost a step or more in the outfield defensively. Uh, this is the guy that can't steal any more bases on the base pass. And, again, this is the guy that couldn't even be a backup on our playoff roster last year. And we're talking about he has a chance or he's competing for the center field spot. <sighs> My goodness. Uh, if, if Ender Enciarte makes this roster out of spring, I'll be very upset. Now, I realize he's getting paid, and he probably will make the team as a fourth or fifth outfielder. But if he's a starting guy, or even, even a platoon guy at this point in time, uh, I, I'm going to be so frustrated with this team. You know, the fact that Nick Markakis and Ender both took at-bats away from Christian Pache, who had to start in, in the playoffs last year without any experience, basically, just a cup of coffee, is just maddening. Uh, you know, is, is Pache competing with Drew Waters? 
Uh, if that's the case, then I can live with that one because that's a competition where you got two guys uh, that both probably aren't completely ready, but the upside is there. Uh, but if, if, if the competition is between uh, Pache and or Waters with Ender and Ciarte being the, the odds-on favorite right now because he's a veteran, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to be so frustrated. And, and, you know, Ender, I'm quite sure if he does get to, get to make this team in play, he'll, he'll play himself out of a role pretty quickly because he just can't hit the baseball anymore. But this conversation is just so frustrating to hear that Ender is still on this team and still being talked about uh, as a guy that may play. Again, uh, Marquecas and Ender taking away at bats from Pache last year just makes me want to scream. And again, Marquecas is a guy that's always hit. He kind of didn't last year very much. Ender hadn't hit in three years. So we know what we're getting out of Ender. It's not a joke. It's not a, it's not a, uh, it, uh, the concern is real. He's just not able to hit anymore. And frankly, Pache plays better defense already. So you're not losing anything if you play Pache over Ender in center field. So that's my rant on, on the outfield. I'll, I'll let that one go now and, and move on to the next topic. And that, that topic is the catchers and the catching situation. So we know Travis Darno is going to be our starting catcher and going to play every day within reason. And of course, a catcher needs a couple days off, at least one a week, maybe two. So the competition seems to be Alex Jackson uh, versus William Contreras. But we've seen Shaylon Galeers uh, in camp already, and we've seen some some pictures and videos of him of him hitting the ball. He is probably the heir apparent to the catching situation. I, I would sort of think Langoliers and Contreras long term will both be our top two guys. With with, with Langoliers probably being the number one guy, but uh, I, I wouldn't think he could crack the team right now, uh, especially to watch uh, Darno play most of the time. Uh, but Jackson and Contreras are two guys we need to see someone step up. And I, I would say Contreras has the upper hand right now. He would be the guy that, that would be my pick to make the team as the backup catcher, the guy to get a couple back, a couple of couple of games a week. But I wouldn't be shocked to see Alex Jackson have a good spring and, and make that as well. So, uh, you know, good situation there. we got two young kids. Uh, probably, probably Contreras is the more highly touted between he and Jackson. Uh, but both guys could be pretty good for us, I think, if they get some time and, and, and take a step forward. Again, Langoliers uh, has looked really good. He, he's he's played really well in the minors, so I think he is the guy by next year maybe that comes up and maybe takes over the full-time job, um, maybe with, with a platoon with, with Contreras, as I said. But but Shea Langoliers probably not going to crack the team this year just because they wanted to play every day. Uh Manager Brian Snicker also talked about the lineup construction a little bit, and, and he's still thinking about kind of where to bat Freddie Freeman. With the DH last year, we moved Freddie up to second and put Marcelo Zuna in the third spot behind him. But with no DH now, uh, I wonder, does that mean Freddie goes back to three, Ozuna the four, uh, maybe put Albies, Acuna, Acuna, Albies one and two uh, in the top of that lineup. But we'll see how that plays out. Uh, I do think that Ozuna is going to bat behind Freddie wherever Freddie hits. Uh, and I would love to see Ronald and Ozzie both ahead of those two guys, honestly, to get on base. Although Dansby's also a candidate to bat early in the order because he is also a, a very speedy guy who's gotten on base a little better as, as his career has progressed. So, uh, as I mentioned, I'm a huge fan of, of a, dropping Acuna down to number two in the order to give him a chance to knock in some runs a little more and, and moving Albies up to the one. Uh, but I'm, I feel certain uh, that Acuna will stay in the one role at least for the first part of this season to begin the year. So we'll see how Brian plays that out, but but I do think 
the possibility of Freddie going back to three may be a, a more real thing now without the DH. Uh, Snicker also talked about the closing situation, his, his bullpen, the relievers. Uh, he mentioned he has four guys that could close on this roster. Uh, you know, I, I, and then he talked about he might use up to three guys to close. I would guess those three guys in no particular order would be Will Smith, Chris Martin, and my third guy would be A.J. Minter at this point in time, as well as A.J. pitched last year. Uh, he's a guy that I figure you could close at this point and do a good job. We all know Alex Jackson has closed before. My guess is that's the fourth guy that, that Brian's talking about. Uh, but I think putting Alex in that role will be a stretch now. Uh, of note, Trevor Rosenthal, I'm pretty sure, has been signed now. I mentioned last podcast that Trevor Rosenthal, Shane Green could still be options. I believe Shane Green is still out there. Would love to see the Braves pick up Shane Green if they could for uh, pretty cheap to bring him back in and see if he could come in and help us uh, in that in that bullpen area as well. Uh, also want to mention the, the, the guys we took a, took a flyer on the, the free agent guys, mostly minor league contracts. I didn't talk about Victor Arano last time, a former Philly hadn't pitched in about a year and a half because of an injury, but he's a guy that throws low to mid nineties with a good slider. So if he gets well, uh, he could help us as well in that bullpen. Uh, Carl Edwards Jr. is a guy we picked up and then Nate Jones also are three guys that I think are low risk pretty high reward guys that could make this team. So I look for maybe one of those guys, if not two, to crack with this team uh, out of spring training if they pitch well uh, in spring training. A couple other things to talk about in today's podcast. Uh, the Braves did sign a player, uh, I believe today. Uh, former Diamondback Jake Lamb uh, has now inked a contract with the Brave, Braves to play. He's a third baseman, left-handed hitting guy with some power. Uh, struggled and stayed hurt some, I think, the last season or so. But he's a guy, if you get well, get healthy, he could hit some home runs for you. Uh, it's probably some insurance for uh, Austin Riley at third base. I think Jake can play first base as well. Uh, so in pitch hitting, it'd be a good left-handed bat off the bench if he could get himself healthy and get back on track. So uh, I didn't see, I did not see the numbers and, and the salary on this signing. I think it was a major league deal he signed to, if I'm not mistaken, but I didn't didn't see numbers. But it seems to be a pretty low-risk deal with Jake Lamb uh, also there as well. So, uh, And the final thing to talk about today, uh, and I didn't mention this last time, the Braves signed uh, Chipper Jones to be a part-time coach, hitting instructor with the team for the 2021 season. Uh, I'm pretty excited about Chipper Jones helping this team out. So, We've all heard and seen uh, what he did for Dansby Swanson the last couple years. He worked with Dansby and got Dansby to do some different things, taking the ball the other way, staying on the ball up the middle more. So I think Chipper is a guy that could, could really help our team, obviously. Uh, the guy knows hitting uh, for an obvious reason. He was one of the best hitters we've ever seen as a Braves player and really in, in baseball. So, uh, And he also is a switch hitting guy. He, he can teach both sides of the plate, both swings. So I hope he's a guy that can really help Ozzy Albies a lot as well. Uh, who's, who's a guy, Ozzy's a guy that's, that's really been better from the right side of his career. And I think Chipper in here could really do some work with him. Uh, and then Austin Riley too, I think having Chipper around uh, and even Ronald and, 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 you know, a younger guy like Ronald Cunha to have Chipper around would be great. Just thinking of bringing some of these young guys up to have uh, Chipper with them there when a Drew Waters comes up or Contreras or Longoliers comes up, you know, uh, those, th those are really good ideas to have Chipper Jones with these guys, even part of the time in the cages to work with their hitting stroke. So 
Uh, great job by the Braves bringing Chipper back to, to help with him. And I know he's helped some already as a as a, uh, a mentor, but now having him on the field officially in a part-time role even would be a great thing. So that's the show for tonight. Uh, tune back in uh, to the Braves Craze podcast over the next few days, and we'll get another episode out. As the news is coming from spring training now and the Braves are out there working, getting ready for their first game coming up very shortly for spring training. Have a great week and go Braves. Hello and thanks for listening to the Braves Craze podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And be sure to follow the Braves Doctor on Twitter at Dr. Braves.